in your experience or what you've seen or family members or whatever the case may be, how did it differentiate from the genders or how they processed it or not? I don't know because it seems like the older I get, the more I'm starting to just feel like everybody deal with it the same almost. Like men and women deal with it the same. Uh, like men are emotional, women are emotional. Men cry, women cry, kids cry. You know, men get mad, women get mad, kids get mad. I just at this point, I'm starting to just starting to see. Like I'm, I'm shifting away from it being gender based to it being person based. But see, like sunshine. Uh, you're tailor-made you know what I'm saying I believe every individual is tailor-made so you I can see that because you know um, you're not a crybaby type of emotional type of woman I'm just being honest you know so therefore you know but the majority is so their baggage and the things that they're carrying around with you know they're going to express that I think I mean I do think that we express it differently you know but I think it's people and not gender i think like certain people because like like me like you just said i'm not i'm not the type of person's going to just cry in front of everybody and just start telling everybody my woes and everything like that but that would be considered masculine to mm-hmm. these people you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i don't but i'm not masculine i don't think i'm masculine mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so but you know that's why i, say I think it's more person-based instead of gender-based because there are some men who cry like I, we look at tv and there are men who and, they, and they're not like gay or anything they just criers they just they feel like the moment somebody hurt them they finna cry at the drop of a dime and it's just he's just an emotional man and maybe he's just more tapped into his feminine side than that where he's just gonna just because my dad was a crier like if you know I, that's hard to accept that we men have a feminine side it's hard except for men it, yeah, it was when i started learning some good information some new information maybe some healthy some healthy information yeah. and i then i began to read and learn about that and speak to people about that you know and um one brother that I admire, he said, "King, you got to tap into your yeah. femininity, man." You There's know what some I'm men who do that, you, bro, and they are know? not gay whatsoever. So at this point, I'm like, you know, I don't think that's a man and woman trait. I think that's a person, like by person, like this person might just take this differently than that person, and they can be a man or a woman. Right. Natalie, you kind of flinched over there. I said something that made well, you, you flinch. Said, huh? You said most women are crybabies, and I'm like, ooh, is that a fact? <laughs> Did I say that? Rewind the tape. Oh, it's live. I forgot. He did. I I have a great memory. Uh, (laughs) I was like, uh, are we? Um, Yeah, so we kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand, and I I said the same thing. I I don't know that that there is that much of a difference. I think there's a perceived difference because I do believe that the the concept of men not being uh, emotional, not being vulnerable is still there. But, again, we all know more feminine masculine people more emotional folks um i grew up my my mom i didn't see my mom cry until i was like i think i was maybe 11 and her her older brother died that was the first time i ever saw my mom cry and i was like what so is that, happening here that, so that taught you that taught you something didn't it well yeah it was I mean, it, because it, you look at your mom when you're that young you know and what your mom how your mom take the steps that your mom take you watch and you uh, mm-hmm. you uh, yeah, emulate those, and not even just watching. Like the 
the verbiage from my mom, which was verbiage from her family. So, and I was getting to another point is that we don't cry in this family. We don't cry. Oh. Uh, my mom's parents both died when she was before she was ten years old, and she wasn't allowed to cry. Little girl, not even woman. Little girl, like we don't cry. I in can this feel family. that. So, as feminine as my mom is, that that just that emotional expression just wasn't a thing and so, and she thought that too oh, we don't cry in this family if it ain't hanging off you all right we, see and my thing was i wasn't taught that we don't cry i was taught my mama taught me to the never let them see you sweat so i that's why i don't cry in public same concept huh <laughs> yeah. that's why i don't cry in public she well, my, was like you can cry to me it's okay to cry mm-hmm. in front of me it's okay and cry in front of your brother but when you out there, you suck that up. You don't let them see what's making you sad or what's making you upset. Don't let them so. Don't let them see that you're upset. You you suck that up and you bring that home, and you talk to. And that's why I'm so vulnerable to my mother, and not anybody else. Because I was taught at a young age, I I can be vulnerable to her, but don't be vulnerable outside them doors. Because if they see me cry, they gonna know what's gonna make me. That's they gonna know what's gonna hurt me, and they can use that against me. Target you as weak. See, in the difference. So my dad, um, and my dad's military, twenty five years in the army. You know, but my dad is very emotional, emotional, expressive. I remember at my high school graduation, my dad was. Balling, like I could see, like balling, and my mom was like, "That's my girl." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so I saw uh, emotional men. <clears throat> I saw not so much emotional female. My mom was also emotional in a way. So my mom is loving and caring and all that good stuff. And so I, I, so for me, to me, I don't think that there has to be a difference between the way men and women deal with baggage. And, and process through that and this comes into emotionality I think it's social I think it's based on personality types and family and culture and upbringing and all that stuff my dad is also from another country my dad's from Panama so they, they just different over there they just yeah they different um, and so I think it you know I think there's a, a lot of things that's, that plays into <coughs> it but society does still play into it and there's this concept this generalized concept that men aren't supposed to be emotional still and I think that's why it seems to be like there's some difference, but we all carry baggage and we all deal with it. And I'm going to agree with you on the environment part because that's why I was taught that. Like when me growing up in the hood, them girls, you can't let them girls see you upset. Mm-hmm. Them girls going because what the way They're I grew up, like right the way I grew up, like I had female friends, but not a lot. Because uh, if they was my friend, they was my friend instead of trying to see if I was trying to talk to their boyfriend. So I got a when whole. You were little. Like in junior high school, and I had like, like elementary school. Well, in elementary school, I didn't really have too many females. I only had one because the other girls didn't like me. I had really long hair, and I was pretty. And then when you get to the point where little boys start liking you, and they're talking about you, all me personally, I didn't really like boys until I was like in junior high school. So if I was like you know ten years old, like I'm growing up with like little bad kids, they cussing in, in, in at five. So you have to understand like these these kids, these kids I, I went to school with, they was hunching at five years old. So you know for little little boys was like touching but my booty. Those, are, those of you out like, there that don't know what hunching is, that's just when you it's, dry it's humping, when you grind. Yeah. So you know I like when I was eight years old, I punched a boy out in the lunchroom because he touched my butt. So you know. That's why, that's why I say in a little girl, yeah, for me, because I started growing boobs at 10. So, like, at that moment, it's like, boom, she got boobs. You know how boys are. They're a little bit managed. They want to, like, you know, play around with you and stuff. And so that's what started the whole, that's 
when I started to experience jealousy. And right. at that, I used to actually go home crying. I used to actually cry at school because I was thinking this girl was my friend and then she pushed me down at the playground because this boy liked her and she like, why you like, why you and, you know, why my boyfriend like you? I'm thinking to myself, who, what? And I thought we was friends and you going to push me off the slide? Yeah, and I'm a, sitting, and I'm normal, sitting here crying. Yeah, that's a normal thing, you know what I'm saying, that uh, kids go through, you know, and that's on both sides. Exactly. Too, because little boys go through that. They're going to always target somebody. They're going to find somebody because they need that right then at that time to make themselves set better than others. And that's why I wasn't I want, taught how to cry. I, I want to uh, uh, kind of go further with this. Um, okay, we got the man with the baggage. You know, he has some baggage from past relationships, you know, and we all got trauma. Now, you got the woman. She got some um, baggage for, um, um, hold up, Carla. You got, we got baggage, we got baggage from, uh, um, uh, um, Past relationships. Uh, she has baggage from past relationships and trauma. Okay, now here they are. They like each other. Okay? Now they, they entertaining the fact of coming into a relationship. Right? So, how does the stuff that he still have and the stuff that she has, how would it measure in coming into a relationship? Because I am sitting as a man, you know what I'm saying, and I know that a lot of stuff that happened in past relationships, you know what I'm saying, I process a little bit quicker. You know, and get over it a little bit quicker. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's some shit that hurt, but you know, I get over it a little bit quicker. And I and I, I don't even know if that is a true fact. And that's what I'm asking you. You know, this coming into relationship. This is where emotional dude. intelligence starts to come into play. Like this is what people need to start being smarter on about what they want and what they want from um, what they want for themselves and from that person. This is what people need to start to evaluate that because. You know, I just recently learned that time wait for no man. And at this moment, like, if you you, you can't waste that. You, we don't even have enough of it. So wasting it around, playing it around with people, you need to figure that out. But you don't need to be wasting. So we're too old for that. We're getting too old for that, you know. Sunshine, do you believe that, you know, um, even though, do you believe that if anybody goes into a love relationship, a new love relationship, even with baggage from their past relationship, that they're doomed to fail in that relationship? No. Okay. And why you say that? I don't believe that they're doomed. You so know. They, they can navigate through the the next relationship even with that baggage? Yeah. Hmm. I really I do. I do believe it. I think that people can. I think people have a chance. I'm always positive about it. So I think people have a chance because there's always somebody out there for somebody. And there's always somebody out there willing to deal with something. But won't they treat them bad or different or no, whatever they not all the time. Okay. Not all the time. Mm. It depends on it what that person, who that person is. If that person's an evil person, yeah. But if they're not evil, no. So you saying some of that shit in their bag that they can have it in dormant? Sometimes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah. Natalie, what do you think? Um, go, you asked a couple different questions. So go, <laughs> going back to the um, to the earlier question. And I, we didn't get your your input on how men and women uh, deal with baggage differently. You didn't ask me. You're on the air. You, you a host on the show. Ask me. Touche. Yeah, you, you scared? Touche. Okay, okay. No, you move past. Anyway. Right. Um, so, uh, hey, what was the, What was the first question you asked? Do, the second round? Coming into the relationship, oh, they both got, got this it. bag, gotcha. right? They got they this doing? baggage or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. How does it look coming into a new love relationship and they both got this past relationship baggage? Like, are they doomed or are they going to yeah, make it? I mean, they don't have to be doomed. They can be. 
they don't have to be doomed if they're it looks like if they're gonna both commit to doing the work then they might be all right but if not then they probably gonna struggle what you call it what do you think well i think as long as in the process of you working together because okay we're both transparent about our trauma and our baggage right Mm -hmm. but one person can be that person that you know that other person might look at as you know she or he is my savior or Mm -hmm. you know they're my peace or they're my answer right and they constantly and consistently rely on the other person for that right well if that person that can be dangerous right so if if you find in the process of all this trauma in the process of all of that that you're losing yourself and that there's no effect at all that's happening on this person i think that's a moment to to step back you know and mm. say is this really worth you know pushing forward but that you would know, mean that person is not doing their work. Correct. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So you, I think, still self has to go back in and say, look, if I see where this is not happening for him or her, you know, and they're still following this, falling into the same patterns, and, you know, we're supposed to be here for each other, but I don't see where my life is affecting yours, and I'm losing myself, and I'm drowning even more, and I find myself even further down in the cycle that I worked so hard to get out of, but you've pulled me back down even deeper. You know, I think that at that moment you have to take a step back and remove yourself from the situation. You know what? I want to um, kind of elaborate on the um, the whole little man has baggage, past relationship baggage, woman that past relationship baggage. I, I feel that, um, I feel that yes, I feel that um, men, women have baggage. I feel that they, yes, they can come into a relationship, a loving relationship, and um, court each other, date each other, and then move forward toward being towards being exclusive or whatever the case may be. Because that's to me, there are steps to that. You know, as you get older, you have steps to that shit. You know, uh, but um, but they gotta be honest. They have to talk about that with each other because if you go into a relationship and you do have past hurts and past uh, pains from past relationship, and if I get in, get involved with a woman, I need to discuss some things that I'm still carrying around that I haven't worked Correct. through yet. Yes. So, and that's the reason why is that because if it starts showing up, mm-hmm. and then she can recognize it mm-hmm. and then pull me back down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because by then we probably build a little bit of trust with each other. Because if I'm sharing that. And therefore, you know what I'm saying, I don't know already, I peeled back a layer of that onion to where I can trust her a little bit. And then if vice versa, a woman can do the same thing going in a relationship with a man. She got to come in there at a certain point when she's feeling him and trust him a little bit. Say, hey, you know, I did come out of a real bad relationship. It was abusive and this, that, and other. I, I've processed a lot of it. I've been to therapy. But uh, I still carry around a lot, a little bit of that, you know. So if you see me, you know what I'm saying, pop off or whatever I don't know how it might show up but you know just understand that it's not from my heart it's from my head you know mm-hmm. so so that makes me think of something that came up and I think this might be what sparked this whole conversation for this week about men and vulnerability that's what I was trying to figure out like what's going on with that because to me that from my perspective personally and professionally that's been one of the bigger baggage points for men what is that oh the vulnerability right the lack of vulnerability because when I was four or eight or 17 or, or 25 or what have you, people in my life, 
my mama, my sister, my auntie, my ex-girlfriends who I tried to be vulnerable with them and they didn't handle it properly. And so that's that was the only shot y'all get. Y'all not get no more vulnerability from me. Or I was even socialized not to be vulnerable. And so then they come into these relationships and you just said, we need to talk about our baggage because we all bring baggage, but we need to talk about our baggage. And I said, and then we need to work through our baggage. Mm-hmm. But how does that happen mm-hmm. when men are saying, no, y'all ain't getting vulnerability from me because they messed it up already. And so, nope. Sunshine, you uh, um, um, kind of pointed at her when she said work through it together. <laughs> because I feel like it's a lot of people just dwelling in the healing phase and not moving towards the healed phase. How so? Well, you know, me personally, I believe, and this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. I believe that whenever you're in your healing phase, you shouldn't be dating. You're in the phase I where agree. you're trying to get through something. I agree. When you are healed, mm-hmm. And you've moved past that moment that hurt, that pain to where if, if you're dating somebody new and they do something slight, it's not going to trigger you to go into this whole crying phase. You shouldn't go there. If you're going to go there, you're not done healing and you need to go back to being Correct. alone or going back to therapy or whatever you need to do. Like, don't be dating in your healing phase. And a lot of people are dating in their healing phase. That's why they're so e- easily triggered. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, like I personally meet, like, when I was start, I took nine years before I said I'm ready to have a man. Nine years. Because I was in a long healing phase, mm. you know. And it was so long Somebody because. Somebody tore your heart up, huh? Yeah, and I was married and I went through a lot, too. <laughs> so, and I was going back <laughs> to back to back. Mm. <laughs> I was going back to back to back with this bull crap and that I was dealing with. And then I finally just decided to go through my healing phase. And so, when I was like, I was ready, I was for real ready. And then when my ex-boyfriend broke up with me in December and I went on a date the next day and I was like, yeah, I'm completely over that. The next day? Oh, yeah. Oh, but you had must have checked out of that before. Exactly. Because right. okay. I, I learned from a, my last relationship how to start going through my healing phase when, I'm, when, I'm, when I know it's, this, is, this is not going to work out. Okay. And then so being more accepted to And that 24 things. hours that it took you to get over one man. You know what I'm saying? How did, they, how did you map it out? What did Because I know you. Well, no, she checked it, out earlier. Right? I did. Uh, I checked it, out earlier. Yeah, like, I knew it wasn't going to last, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you just start to think to yourself, you know what? I'm, I need to start preparing myself to get up out of here. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a preparation. It's, it's, a, it's preparation. a preparation. It's not just yeah. to all of a sudden leave, especially yeah. if y'all living together. You got yeah. your lives intertwined. So I couldn't just mm-hmm. halt and leave. Yeah. You know, I had to prepare myself. So once it was over, it was like, okay, well. And I remember being single for five years when I first moved to Texas, right? I got here and I was like just really focused on Carla because I was a wife for nine years with one relationship and a wife and mother for 13 for the next one. And so I never had the opportunity to focus just on Carla, right? So what was the age when you first got married? I was 20. 20. Okay, Mm -hmm. go ahead. I was 20. And then 30. With a second okay. marriage. <laughs> and so my kids were stair-step, you know, and with their father, it was just mental, physical, and emotional abuse. So I stayed in there because I kept having kids. Like, I ended up with five kids from him. And so I just stayed in there, you know, and that was all I knew with that one, you know. So then moving out of that, I went into another marriage a year later. Mm-hmm. And I thought just because, 
it's the church man, you know, mm. and you know that it and and he wasn't physically abusive. Um, he was more so like mental and emotional because we were caught up in church. We well, so. start putting the Bible on your ass. Yeah, I did, and I was putting the Bible on him too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it was more so me going from one form of bondage to another one. You wow. know what I'm saying? So um, after leaving that marriage and coming to Texas and just totally okay, I'm gonna focus on Carla. My kids are like almost grown. My youngest at the time was like 17, and so. Right, that's grown, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Grown, yeah. And so it was just like, okay, Carla, this He's is still it. my baby. Yes, he is. He's still my baby. He's twenty one <laughs> now, but you know. So I took a step back, and then I decided to date again. How did that look? It was an unhealed trauma. Wow. You know, it was an unhealed trauma, a, a thing where this person came in basically, like I said initially when I came in on the conversation, that I was looked at as, oh, man, you're such a peaceful, your spirit is like so great. And I know this about me. Absolutely. Yeah. I have that, you know. I have that gift. And so, but that person looked at that as their answer, mm. you know. They looked at me as their savior. And before I knew it. You was letting them leech off of you. I was letting them leech off of me. And I was losing myself. Mm -hmm. And I was back down in the cycle of emotional abuse. He never put his hand on me. Because was not allowing yourself to create those boundaries. So correct. That, that wow. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I didn't even know what a boundary was. Man, <laughs> until I, 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 I discovered just... that. Oh, I'm almost about to say F no. But this, Girl, I, I'm not, I refuse to go back to this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm refusing to settle in this. You know, I lost, like, lost myself. Like, and it took just 12 months, y'all. Like, I know what you mean. It took just 12 months for me exactly to get back mean. to level one and realize that I didn't know what a boundary was because I'd never been tested to set one. Exactly. You know? So, wow. that's like, but yeah. it was like, uh-uh, I, I, mm. I can't do this. I won't. I refuse to go back in this place. Let me go back to my healing place. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to where I initially started. Let me see where I had to revamp. Yeah. You know, I had to put some more priorities and boundaries in place. And, of course, right after that, Mm-hmm. The test began. Yeah, of course. It's like immediate. more tests started to come, and it's like, okay, Carla, no, yep. hell no, nah. yeah, no is a powerful yeah. word. Just like, <laughs> hey, learned how to say no. Real no, no, quick. powerful word. In a lot of ways too. Like, yeah, mm -mm. Mm -mm. you know, I'm ahead at. Natalie, what you hearing? Um, so I kind of disagree with the ladies on on a certain point of this, um, as far as. Heal, dating or relating in your healing journey versus being healed um, because I don't know that any of us get to a place where we're fully healed from everything. Now do I agree that if you are unhealthy um, emotionally, psychologically mentally and all the lees um, that, that you need to tend to that? Absolutely. Um, but we're, we're and, I, and I've shared this before I use this example. I'm always going to be healing from the death loss of my son. Mm -hmm. So if I've got to yeah. wait until I'm over that, I'm yeah. past that, 
I'm a, I mean, I, I get no, that. I, you know, I, I still haven't healed from the loss of my mother. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So we can, I, I believe that, sure, we can connect with one another. It's about the work that we're doing, though. So if mm-hmm. I'm doing my therapy or if I'm learning myself just, mm-hmm. you know, from, and I'm setting my boundaries and I'm connected to someone who's also healing mm-hmm. because they came with baggage, but they're mm-hmm. healing in a healthy way, meaning they're doing their work. I don't see the problem with that. It's not like, and, and my second reason for disagreeing with needing to be fully healed is, that would be great. That's ideal if we did that from the beginning. But we don't do that from the beginning. So now we're married. Mm-hmm. We have kids. And it's like, oh, snap. I have been. So then we just abandon our families so that we can. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I got to heal, y'all. I'll be back. Right. In <laughs> what? No, right. I'm going to need you to get the healing up in here <laughs> right with us. Like, well, it depends. I feel like healing, that's, that looks different on everybody. Some people do need a support system. Some people mm-hmm. don't. So whatever you need to go through that process, then you need to go through it. Whatever tools but you need. I just don't think that you need to be trying to, because some people don't. Some people can't handle that, as far as coming into a relationship. Some people can't handle what. But see, it's a it's a, it's a bad. I know what you're saying, sunshine. But you know, it's a it's a battle because you know you have um, this person that has this baggage and this pain from this past relationship. You know, and they they should take take a, a certain amount of, to the point. An absolute and a perfect world, yes, they should all the way heal from that past relationship before they get into anything else. But here's the other thing, like sitting on two, sitting on each shoulder, right? One saying, okay, you need to heal all the way. But over here, you know what I'm saying? I I want compassion. I I want Mm -hmm. somebody close to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want some special one in my life because, you know, like me, Mm -hmm. I I admire the entity of a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you're going to do that, then don't beat that person up. Don't beat the person that you're dating up. Like whenever, like you know, you feel triggered behind something. Don't don't be trying. Like don't make that person that's feel why I say you this big. Right. Because some time. people. Because like my thing is like making people feel this big because you're triggered. Like mm. I just met you two months ago. I didn't know. Like don't be coming at me. And you can't control how your unhealed trauma come out. I know, but like, but, but don't that, be coming again, at that me. Means you're not doing your work. If 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 you have stuff that you're healing through. And every time that you're triggered, you're beating the person up. You're you're not doing. Then that means you. you, That means right. And now you know what that is. And that's what I'm saying. Like those people, they're the ones I feel like don't need to be dating. Right. I get it. Continuum. So you're talking about people over here in the extreme that you you messed up. And they ain't done right. no work. I'm talking about people right. that no you work. ain't done no, no work. work. Like you're abusive. You, no work. You beating up the people that like <laughs> no all the work. Like you want to sit up here. I don't know that that's the, the, the majority Stop of people. Stop talking to me because cause I raised my voice because I got excited about something. And you feel like me getting excited and raising my voice is like a, a trigger to you. But I didn't know because we only been in this relationship for three months. So now you making me feel this big. Yeah, we talking about or two different groups you of people brought, here. Or you brought are you were transparent about what you were going through right Mm -hmm. you told me straight up from the jump i know i got knowledge about it i'm good i'm i'm set and i'm prepared for what it is you know that we got we looking forward to but then later on in there after what you told me you're using it now against me against me uh-huh and you're you're giving me the same verbiage that you probably gave her 
So now I'm sitting back looking cross eyed, like, okay, wait, okay, look, look, look now, calm down. You gaslighting me. <laughs> exactly. You're gaslighting me. Wow. You're so, using that. That's what, that's a narcissist, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, but, like, that's so a trait many, of a narcissist. And so many of them who are not doing the work right. and haven't even admitted to having that problem, won't even admit it. And, and, even and say I think that. that's why I'm saying for me it doesn't make sense to say oh well we should just not date we should not until everybody's healed because that's not an ideal world or that's right. just that's not that's, that's not going to happen so we right. work with what we have the best way that we can now if we get connected to this person but that you draw the is tri- right you you have your own ba- your own personal okay. boundaries with that if you get connected to this okay. person that's beating you down every time they're a little mm-hmm. bit triggered or what have you and you say Mm-mm, I'm yeah. not going back to this, right. then that's fine. But but to say that the process shouldn't happen at all, we, then nobody would date anybody. Okay. Then you might as well go ahead and trauma bond. What we gonna do? We are gonna take a small musical break, and we're gonna come back. And I want to talk about something that I we uh, kind of discussed on Wednesday night on the panel at the Wind Down Wednesday. It was the question that was asked was, "What do you?" feel that is wrong and keeping us in our community right now as far as connecting relationships that's pretty much what it was in a nutshell and and it was some different answers there you know and vet had brought up something and this other gentleman brought us up but it led back to the same thing and this will be the question when i come back you have childhood trauma shows up in in relationships okay that's a fact you know what i'm saying but then someone else on the panel says that the that tra- trauma is profound, but the most impact on relationships today come from learned behavior. We'll be right back. From the soul, I spit it from my soul. Let it. 
Before I left, I said I was going to bring this up. And uh, in love relationships, <clears throat> you know, community-wise, we're, um, we're we're struggling in that area. And um, what is the downfall of it? And uh, we were having a conversation on Wind Down Wednesday when we had the all-men's panel. And um, 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 I think it was Pastor, he had brought it up first that he, you know, it was the trauma that's one of the, 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 that's the leading Thing that hurts us in today's society is adults getting into love relationships and hinders us. And I said, you know, I was the one that said, you know, I think it's learned behavior. So I want to uh, ask you guys, you know, start off with Natalie. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a number of things. So I'm a, I just made this up right now, but I'm going to give it to y'all. Um, I, the three T's so traumas, teachings, which is the learned behaviors, and then trust. Right, which is connected to vulnerability. It's hard to be close to someone. It's hard to be intimate with someone. I'm not talking just about sex, but emotionally, if there's no trust, or if the trust is damaged, or and if you have been taught, if you have learned that we're supposed to be against one another, it's always supposed to be a tug of war, a fight, or what have you. And if you've had trauma that you are not committed to doing your work in mm-hmm. resolving and, and healing through, then yeah, we're going to have some gaps. What about you, Sunshine? Can you ask me the question one more time? Because I got wrapped up in her answer. Well, I'm just, which, what, do you, what do you think is hurting us more in today's love relationship? Our childhood trauma that we've been through or what we've learned pertaining to or the lack of information coming into love relationships? It's in childhood no, in love relationship. Okay, you're yes, an adult you right mean, now. You just come out of a relationship, right? You mean what we learned how, from the last much, relationship? Right. Uh, I think it's what we came, what we learned from childhood. You think so? Like yeah. childhood that trauma that 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 hurts you through love relationships? Yeah. 
Okay. That's what I think. I think it's more childhood trauma and learned behavior from childhood that's okay. getting that's that's whooping our ass in these love relationships. How does it show up? Because like some people who didn't grow up with a bunch of affection in their house when they was kids tend to not show a bunch of affection in their love relationship. So they so they are the ones who's suffering from their spouses leaving them because they don't have any emotional support. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they never learned how to get that as a child because they didn't get any emotional support. They tried. Their parents did not show it to them. So they that they learned how to not receive it and not expect it and not give it. And that's how, yeah, and I can see where that intertwines right there. So, I, so when you said learned behavior, I was thinking learned from childhood. Yeah, that learned. Well, you behavior. know, learned behavior can see it can, can come from you know what you see with your parents. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's um, what I was your saying. Caretaker, like, yeah. You know, when you're young, what you get. Some people weren't raised by their parents. Some are raised by their grandparents, and some some grandparents ain't nice. Not all grandparents were sweet. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, mine just passed away in May, and she was only nice to me the last five years of her life. Uh-huh. My whole life, yeah. she was really mean. Like, I learned the word illegitimate from her. Wow. So, yeah, not all grandparents are nice. So, <laughs> so you're not going to always get a loving relationship, you know, from the from some, some kids was not raised with love in their, True. you know, in their life. Like, my ex-boyfriend parents did not tell him that they loved him until he was like 28 mm. i can't remember mine telling me you know what i'm saying carla what we get right there carla what do you think absolutely learned behavior you know um from childhood or from, adult relationships uh really from childhood you know with me having my five babies you know in a survival state of mind you know and running is you know what they saw um when they were what five six seven eight years old you know all they saw was running and us surviving and i see that in them now as adults as well that they're still kind of in a survival mode yeah and so i find myself as i've learned you know after being out of these these unhealthy relationships i've i've just seen where okay that was the error you know and now i find myself teaching them as adults now and how to be a good partner you know because they're they're adults and they're in relationships and they have children now i'm a grandmother so definitely learn behaviors and i find myself now as a 49 year old you know teaching them what i'm learning right now wow that's good you know and that is really when, when, um, I'm the one who had brought up the uh, learned behavior, I mean, um, the learned behavior. And, and the reason why, and we're talking about uh, um, what is hindering and hurting our love relationships from between a man and a woman today. And uh, there were two answers to that on the panel. And one was um, childhood trauma, bringing the trauma into the relationships of the day. That's a fact. So I'm not going to dispute that, you know. But I felt that, you know, what we learned was more, you know, because what I learned. When I was a child, that's what I brought into um, uh, um, love relationships. When I, whatever kind of relationship I was going to, because you know, when I 
by me not having a man in my life, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's viewing like my mom, you know what I'm saying? She was just always with uh, uh, um, by herself or she was with another woman, right? You know what I'm saying? It, that was all, that's all I seen my mom with, you know? Um, but down on the cut, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, what's going on, young red? You know, uh, oh man, 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 me and this girl just broke up. Well, shit, just go get up under another one. You know what I'm saying? There ain't nothing, you know. Just keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? You know that's the shit I learned. Right. So that's learned behavior, you know. And then here's something. Here, here's something. Here's the biggest message of all. What I didn't see, I didn't see two people married together. I didn't see the white picket fence and all that bullshit. I didn't see no. I didn't know the word boundaries. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know all of that. I didn't know that shit. So if it wasn't taught to me, then I'm getting. I'm. I'm gonna be an adult, and what I'm gonna do is what we call wing it. Mm-hmm. But I still got what the dude told me on the cut. You know what I'm saying? All I. It's like <laughs> here's another mess. Yeah, here's another one that was given to me on the cut. You know, um, there's old story about the bulls. You know what I'm saying? Little young bull run up to his his uh, 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 um, his father bull. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, dad, look all of those cows down there. There's a whole bunch of whole pass for the cow. Let's run down there and get them. And then the father looks over. The father bull looks over his son. Oh, son, why don't we just walk down there and fuck them all? You know what I'm saying? Those are the lessons that was taught with me. You know what I'm wow. saying? When I was a kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, wow. what do you, what do you think? Haven't you heard that, bro? I'm yeah. I'm a female because they don't tell us those stories. <laughs> but you, you right. Yeah, right, but they right. tell us those Please stories. So this yeah. is the stuff that we're bringing yeah. in to love relationship. This is the stuff we're bringing into relationship. Yeah. That's why a lot of us can get so caught up in the sexual aspect of a relationship. That's why so many of us got got. I have even so I have gotten caught up. It's just you know when I see a woman or whatever the case may be in my past, the first thing I'm thinking about in my mind, damn, I bet she got some good nookie, you know. Instead of you know saying. Damn, I mean, she's smart. She's pretty, you know. I, I didn't think about those things, you know. And that's the information I had, and it hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I think I think we're I think the answer that everybody's coming is kind of like both. We're clumping it all together. So these childhood trauma experiences and what we learn in childhood, whether it's traumatic or not, and then that carries over, and then we have a, these adult learned experiences and these adult trauma experiences that are connected to some of the stuff that we went through as a child mm-hmm. as well. And so, so that that's why, to your point about it being learned behaviors, not everybody has a traumatic childhood. Right. I can't say that I had anything, you know, standout trauma. Now I had some emotional wounds, but I didn't have any standout trauma experiences as a child. I had some in adult Shit. relationships. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> I, you know, I, once you finish your point, I'd like to know what the difference between emotional, um, the emotional wounds and trauma. Yeah. So technically, trauma is more severe. So the the technical, you know, kind of uh, connotation of trauma are situations where maybe a life or death type of situation, car accident, um, you know, a, a sexual assault, something like that. We mm-hmm. now allow trauma to have a, a larger umbrella to mean anything that hurts is trauma. Uh, right. But that's not that's not the technical <laughs> definition. Well, gonna, but well that is a that's great enlightenment then, you know, because honestly, trauma to me is uh what happened with him, your your 
the, the, your your grandfather or your that dad story. telling you now that to story go down there. Could be traumatic. That, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Playing, but, you but, know, because it was traumatic because the simple fact is it affected me for many years of my life. Right. That information I carried, I believed it. Right. right. I'm, I'm saying with the technical, like clinical term of, okay. of but, in, but we have socially we've changed it. But what I what I was getting to <laughs> is that even if you don't have a traumatic childhood, but you have learned experiences. If you have traumatic incidents or uh, experiences as an adult, or if you just have hard lessons that you learn as an adult in um, in dating, then that's important too. That's going to be a factor in you know the the like you were saying you know uh, women and men or whomever relationships connecting that distance there. And so I think it's both. I think it's learned um, experiences. Again, I didn't have standout trauma as a child. I didn't have that until I became an adult in adult relationships. And I'm like, oh. Negroes then brought all this trauma and now because of my learned experiences from these adult relationships that's what impacted me moving forward and that was the baggage that I had to and mm. I am still continuing to heal through not necessarily the stuff from my childhood okay sunshine what you got as far as uh what I'm healing from <laughs> yeah what you healing from the world the world hurts me more than anything <laughs> You say the world hurts you more? Yeah, it's too much bad stuff going on all the time. You know, you're always looking up and, you know, bad things are happening and people are getting highly influenced behind it and it just don't make any sense. So That can be traumatizing that's too. Very, yeah, you know, that's, that is very traumatizing when you look up and bad things are happening constantly around you. So, yeah. Sure, but, can I ask you something? Uh, sure. So the experiences, and I don't know what you label them as, but the experiences that you had as a child with other females not wanting to be your friend, being ugly to you, that have, do you feel like you have healed past tense through those experiences? Yeah, and I was so happy when it finally hit me that, you know, that was something I went through as a kid and was able to not look at women as an enemy. Yeah. Like I don't I no longer look at women as my enemy. How did you get there? Mm, Honestly, modeling was what, how it got me there. When I started to model and it was the the way that women were responding to me was very different. Like when women would come up to me and compliment you. Yeah, cuz before, you know, whenever a woman would look at me, I was ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so like now when women look at me, I smile. I smile at them, you know, because my mind now thinks of they the models that I worked with got me out of that mind frame of when a woman is looking at me a certain way or even if she's staring at me, it doesn't always mean that she's finding something to dislike about me. She's just admiring your beauty or your frame or whatever right. the case and may be. Right, and it took, it took, it was do, modeling that, that did that. You know? It was really modeling that did that because growing up, you know, as far as like my body goes, the girls hated me for my body. But like now and as an adult and dealing with most of these women that I deal with now, they love me for my body. Like they look at it and they admire it Maturity. and they don't hate me for mm -hmm. that. That that feeling, that enlightenment actually made me cry because I was like, I never felt that before. I never felt love from women before. I always felt love from men. You know, so much so that I just got bored with it. So let me ask you a question. You know, um, the, your um, circle of... Um friends today as a whole is there a lot of women in it it's it's growing the women are actually growing more and it's i'm actually starting like i feel the love now and it makes me feel good 
Like I actually now understand the definition that's, that's, of that's I want to hang right with there. my girls. You know, you like though it started I can hear that with process. you though. I mean, do you think that a perception in you may have changed the reason why you can feel the love? Do you think that change started with you first? I think they helped me change that perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of women helped me like just me being more open-minded to listening to the other perspective yeah. of what they were saying to me. Like, me actually listening to them and, and taking in what they were saying. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I did grow up with that, but that does not mean that's who y'all are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that don't mean y'all think that. Yeah. So, now, you know, I smile when I want to be like, you are so pretty. Like, I don't look at that as a negative anymore because growing up, if a girl told me I was pretty, that was a negative. That means I need to watch my back because mm-hmm. that means that she knows some, She knows that somebody that she likes likes me and she's trying to find, figure out what's going on. Because I went to Kimball High School. Like, people who were from Dallas, Texas, I went to Kimball High School. That was not a good school. Like, we was in the news my freshman year because there was seven fights in one day and three kids ended up in the hospital. Mm. So, you know, like, I went to school where there was always a fight on A lunch, B lunch, and especially C lunch. <laughs> C lunch always had a fight. Like, people were skipping A lunch and B lunch just to go to C lunch because we knew somebody was going to fight at C lunch. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I went to school where it was on the last day of school. Every year, last day of school, everybody was fighting. And you know what? She That's been, how I went to school. Sunshine just brought up something. Sunshine just brought up a major point, uh, and uh, and I want to go into that. And how does um, our environment affect us? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Coming in because um, Natalie said, you know, when, when she was replying to the last question, she was like, "Well, I ain't had too many childhoods, right? you know, because you know, because of how you were raised, you know, and where you and 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 um, where you were raised, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but then Birds. you know, you have uh, uh, um, sunshine, you have me, and I don't know about Carla. Absolutely. Okay, Carla too. So we grew up in in, in really rough, you <laughs> yes. know, what I'm saying poor neighborhoods, and you know, yes. and and rough because you were just talking about school, and I went mm-hmm. to a uh, 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 Carver Junior High. You know what I'm saying? Y'all seen that on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my school, they wouldn't like you. You know yeah. why? Because first and foremost, your hair. Your hair would get you in a lot of trouble at my school. <laughs> I had to, like, my hair was long, too, but I wore a bunch of weaves so I can, like, fit in. Because me wearing my real hair, man, them girls are wrap their hair, my hair around their hand, and drag me down that house. All of that stuff. See what she's saying right there? All of that stuff has went into to adulthood yes, too, yeah. and they don't really respond like wrapping her hair. With, you know what I'm saying? They'll verbally oh, they assault you, or talk, or talk they about your back. Yeah. Your hair is like and you're, if you're pretty, your, your face. face. They gonna scratch your yeah. face. What? They yes. gonna scratch? They will scratch your face. Yes. I ain't gonna. I feel like that. My last fight, I got a scar. Right here on my forehead. I got because right the girl legit went straight for my face. Yeah, went straight for my face. So like, yeah. you know, I, I nowadays women I hang with now are not so catty, and I had I'm used to that now. So now I'm like I actually want to hang with the girls. I want to go out with the girls. I want to have a girls' night. I long for that now. Before I. I'm yeah. telling y'all all my friends was men Mine and I love boys night yep. out because I'm finna yes. hang out with them because I knew I already knew two things finna ha- three things finna happen number one I won't have to pay for nothing <laughs> oh, number two I was protected number three I was gonna have 
fun because yeah. ain't nobody finna fight nobody. Yeah. Right. And, and you could be right. more relaxed around yeah. dudes, you know, because that was my issue too in school. In school, then it went to church, you know. I mean, it followed me through adulthood. Women mm-hmm. always having issues with other women. Women. You know, threatened that just because you're pretty and you got a nice shape that you want their husband or yeah. you want their man. And it's like, I don't even you know? know you or him. It, it is I not even, like I, that. I didn't even see you before you came into my life. I never mm-hmm. acknowledged you, so I didn't even know you existed. Yeah. So modeling for me was really what turned it around. Those women hyping me up, those women actually teaching me how to accept that compliment yeah. as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And those women coming to me and saying, no, I like you. I want to be your friend. I'm yeah. not here to hurt you. I'm actually here to be with you, to go through this with you. I actually, I want a relationship. I don't want to fight you. I want yeah. us to go together. And they were really they were really adamant about letting me know that. Like, and it's amazing too. For real. Even as us mm-hmm. meeting back then, you mm-hmm. know, I was always the person trying to be friendly and show myself friendly, you mm-hmm. know. But I was always rejected, you mm-hmm. know. Always, you know, shunned away. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you too happy, or <laughs> you smile too much, or you know. But it was always that issue with women, even. In my forties, it's crazy. Well, women, women, now, women, women, uh, and, and I want you to get into Natalie. But women are uh, um, <laughs> careful, uh, careful. <laughs> women are uh, <laughs> women are naturally competitive with each other. You know you what know, I'm saying? They compare each other. Way, they, compare, they compare. They compare. They compare. They compare. Naturally. I was just gonna say that's a people. I think that's another people thing. Because women what are women more. have taught me now. I'm, I'm saying think, more. What women have taught me now is that we are. We don't have to be that way. Now, no. women have taught me just like how men have taught me. There is a group of women who act like that, and mm-hmm. there's a group of women who don't. Just like mm-hmm. men say, not all men are dogs. Don't say all men. Women taught me the same thing. Do not say all women. Though they taught me those girls you was dealing with. Number one was girls, and number two, mm-hmm. look at them now. That's okay, it. so let me yeah. ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question because I'm gonna challenge that. You know what I'm saying? When um, okay, when women look at other women. Is asses, you know, what is that? Is that in comparisons or is it in admiration? Man, Mostly in admiration. Last night, I went to a concert last night and there was this lady and she had a gorgeous body and I had no problem saying, girl, you got a nice shape on you. And she turned around and said, girl, you bad too, you know. So no, I think it's more so compliment. Yeah, I think we it, just it be admiring. On, yeah. It just I mean, don't get, on. Uh, some women really do like looking at asses and I'm one of them <laughs> men's women's I like looking at asses but men and women and so for me I, I do it out of admiration I be like dang she got a nice ass it's cute or I'm like oh you got a little cute booty oh 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 can I ask this you don't have to you're not in class you're not in class she said she did because I was actually having that conversation sometimes you know you look in the mirror and you just talk about stuff I don't know if anybody else did that you did uh, no okay, you, right. you're on an island by yourself <laughs> no she's not I have <laughs> nah, we here with you. in the mirror thank you thank you look at her women now they sticking together now right. look at it. they showing up now but back to that point though about I was thinking like, man, trauma really does happen more in the most impoverished areas, you know, where people are poor and 
That's just not statistically correct. You sure? Yeah. Because I find, I see where, okay. First of all, I have to agree with her because, you know, more crime, there's more crime. There's more dysfunction. There's more uh, uh, single what single kind of parent trauma family. We're talking about sexual assault happens everywhere. No, nah, not sexual that's assault. What, yeah, that's trauma what, overall. Right. Yeah. And, and because sexual assault is such a large portion of trauma, that's why the statistic does not support what we're right. saying. Like I'm. Okay. Yeah. I get that. So that's why I'm like, yeah, that's it. just not statistically correct. Okay, therapist. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Carla. But but yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you run in if if now you run into the people in your demographics, mm-hmm. right? We grew up probably in the same um, where, you know, we were in impoverished areas. We we grew up in the ghetto, and I meet you, and you grew up in the ghetto, and, and we get together, and, and we try to, you know, co-mingle, and we try to do, do, do the work or mm-hmm. just build a relationship all together, mm-hmm. then we're more so going to be two people that are working on our past experience of trauma. Is that a trauma so, bond? I would, that sounds like it. Yeah, it does. In, in the sense what do of you how th- she's describing it. Right, it did, didn't it? That's why she, I asked. She's describing it sounds healthy. Because so if a dude... Know, she's, <laughs> working on our stuff together, that sounds healthy. So I, don't, I don't know. I think well, I just trauma meant, bond like, has more of a negative connotation. I yeah, just yeah. like, you know, are we going to... A, are we going to more so attract those same people? Gotcha. You know, that that may be able to relate. Yeah, yeah, who've had sure. similar experiences. Because... If I went to knowing that I grew up in the projects and, you know, I, I, I go and try to get me a pull me a doctor or something, you know, and if I bring to the ta- I could do it, girl. Okay, I could do it. And I bring to the table with this doctor, hey, you know, been physically, emotionally and mentally abused, you know, would he be open? I would say yes. I mean, so to so to your point about yes, environment, thank you. She environment yes. and, and environment <laughs> is 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 important. It's not the only thing to me. And I said I say this almost every time. Like what one of the things that's really important is, um, you know, it comes it, it comes down to um, security, like security versus insecurity. A secure person can recognize, okay, you have some childhood trauma, you have some current baggage, you learned some lessons or what have you. But I can see the value in you and I can see the work that you're putting in. And so because I like you as a person, I'm interested in you as a person, I might be willing to connect to you even though we came from different environments, even though what have you. That's why I say yes. An insecure person sees that, makes a judgment. Mm -mm, You came from where? uh -uh. (laughs) So to me, yes, is environment important? And like I say, so I'm going to tell you, my one my one real trauma experience from childhood um, I think I was like 10 9-ish it was like not nine, 9 years old my dad took my brother and I to McDonald's and it got robbed and there was I feel like I remember seeing somebody get shot and killed but nobody else remembers that <laughs> and so they're like we think you dreamed it and I'm like I remember it I'm like I remember it turbocharged the story my dad and my brother are like mm, no, and I'm like, well, brother, that's because you were under the table, and dad was <laughs> there. I remember, anywho, that was coming to America. Too. 
we did really, they did really get robbed, and there were guns. So they didn't see it because it was under the table. Right, so. my brother was on the table. Anywho, that was not so, McDonald's. That was McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. No, that, that really happened. So, but and so later in life, I didn't recognize that that even that one experience had impacted me. After that, it was really hard for me to not sit close to an exit, to a door, wow. in school, yeah. church, any That's movie true. theater. Um, but the the different why it didn't impact me so negatively, I think, is because that wasn't my typical environment. That was a one yeah. drop in the bucket thing, and then wow. I went back to my regular life with my military dad and my regular you know suburb family. And, I have a question: the person. Who got killed? Was they by the door? <laughs> no. Okay, they were sitting sad. in a booth. You know how some McDonald's have the booths. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna, they were sitting in one of the booths. She's trying to put a, there was two, trying to correlate the door with this dude getting shot. Two robbers that came in. The one robber was at the cash register threatening the girl and ripping the thing. And then the other dude came around and was telling everybody to sit down, and shut up, whatever. And there was a dude sitting in between two girls at the booth and I mean he was light skinned dude he had a big old afro why you gotta be light skinned dude well I just remember and they got into it and the dude shot him and he, I remember seeing that's his why head I asked. on the wall his head splattered on the wall I never seen it but and you had to question yourself whether you were traumatized or not <laughs> no I didn't I, I, I went. I didn't Shit! Know. I, my brother said it was a I, dream. No. I didn't know. It was a dream. I didn't. Right, my brother, and my dad, like, well, we think you dreamed that. But what I'm saying is, how did they leave the place the scene like this? What I'm saying is, my life went back Shit. to being fairly normal after that, yeah, and I didn't right. recognize that this one impact of just my sensitivity with being in close proximity, where somewhere I, where I needed to be able to get out, was because of that. Yeah. But again, it was because my environment didn't consist of those kinds of things as a whole yeah i feel you so that so yeah. to your point how important is environment in this i think it's very important I but i also too. think because sunshine's environment the the modeling world that was her therapy that was her therapeutic environment but those women the reason that you had that experience is because those women were secure in themselves which yeah. models mm, tend yeah. to need to be and it poured into right her. And so that was an issue of security versus insecurity. Some of the girls and the women and, you know, the little girl, little people don't typically have a huge sense of security and <laughs> self-esteem. And so those people were acting out of a place of insecurity in themselves, which is why you got that. And so to me, one of the more important things as we are healing through our traumas, consistently healing through our traumas, as we are unpacking our baggage and connecting to on any kind of relationship level, friendship romantic family ship is are we secure in ourselves yeah. and then if not the, the one thing that I would like for us to touch on that we've like how do we get there yeah. you mentioned therapy and the again the reason why I brought this up is like our brothers doing therapy I mean I know in my perspective as a therapist I know I, I see some mm -hmm. but I don't know that that's happening on a grand scale and I don't know that it's even promoted on a grand scale for I know for women it's no, y'all need to go to therapy because y'all don't carry that baggage. I, 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 I get that, I, and I and I had to uh, uh, start going to therapy because you know I I, I got to a point to where um, I stopped fooling myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm thinking I'm carrying a, 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 a bag baggage. You know what I'm saying? Bag. You know the word bag baggage. You know. Okay, but I got I got a whole trailer hitched to my ass. You know. <laughs> You know, I got a whole bunch of shit. So, you know, I knew I needed some help because of how I responded and how I felt to this simple shit. You know what I'm saying? I had to get out a lot of um, responding to things in a, um, a defensive and a protective way yeah. because in an environment 
that I came up in, not only just the hood, but then when they locked my black ass up too, you know, that's a whole nother environment, you know? So therefore, you know, how I'm responding in public and how I carry myself has a lot to do with that. It does correlate. Yeah. It does. But I have to understand my uh, defects and my assets, too. You know, I can pull some good stuff out of that. You know, mm-hmm. we can pull some good stuff out of growing How up in the hood. How do we get more men to get there, to that point, to make that Listen decision. to the throne and see it's possible. I know that's right. Yeah, Come listen brothers. to the throne. Come out to uh, Wind Down Wednesday. You'll hear some good information, you know what I'm saying, pertaining to that. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, me and Carla linked up together to, yeah. to uh, uh, establish that, yeah. to have these conversations in but in a place that you know what I'm saying that's elegant kick back and everything yeah. where we can sit down and we can chop it up with each yeah. other question and answer with an audience and we that's, want that's to invite profound. therapists out can I there ask you because a, a, there may be people that need your services you know mm-hmm. in your experience right. do you, is it easy for you to have you know conversations these vulnerable conversations with younger brothers or you know older brothers or, or is that is that something that's a commonality with y'all? Is that something that's easy, or is that something that is still like, what? Oh, we we supposed to be over here playing dominoes, bones? What, what are we talking about? Like, what's your experience with how that process is for men? I want well, to know that too. It, it, um, the process for me, um, maturity has to play a role in it. To receive it, maturity has to play a role Security. in it. I've always had an old soul, so I always hang out hung out with people that was older than me. You know, men, my boys or young men about my age, they just really didn't have nothing for me, you know, as far as, you know, as far as pot to kicking it and everything like that. But I found out as I've gotten older in my maturity um, that um, <clears throat> I'm a, I'm still attracted to the older guys that has been through some stuff because I think that they have a plethora of information and knowledge. I truly feel from my own personal experience, the best lessons are, 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 are learned from experience. You know, if um, if I don't know anything about being raised by a parent that's been in the military, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't experience that. So all I can go on is when you share about that, you know what I'm saying, I take in that information, you know. So when, today when I need to talk to somebody, I have that I've placed in place certain people that I can talk to. For instance, you know, I have a, a brother that's really close to me is Marvin Cashaw. You know, shout out Marvin. And uh, when I need to have that real old school talk, you know what I'm saying? I, that's who I go to. But then again, on the flip side, you know what I'm saying? If I want to, you know, stay in the 2023 conversation, you know what I'm saying, which is valuable too. You know, I got my little brother, Tad, you know what I'm saying? I give him a call, you know what I'm saying, and get that perspective on something. So I I, I, I accumulated some, some men in my life to where that I can pick and choose whom I need to go to when I need some information or I just need a vo- an ear, you know what I'm saying, to get some shit out. Because sometimes a lot of things that I put out, you know, I'm putting it out so it can lose its power. Mm-hmm. Because if I hold it in... It stays powerful, and not only that, it mutates, <coughs> and it grows, and I understand that. I'm not confused about that today. So yeah. by me sitting down, having a conversation, and telling one of my partners about something I'm going through, or whatever the case may be, it gives me some freedom. Yeah. Let me ask Good. you, so you've, you've mentioned quite a few times that you've gone to therapy. Was the, Did you feel like there was a stigma for you going to therapy? And if so, how did you decide, or what helped you just push through that and say, you know what, no, y'all not going to keep me... I'm going to do what I need to do 
to do my healing process? Like, what? How did you? Because I, I think a lot of men are are stuck with that well, past the stigma. To answer the question, it goes back to you know learned behavior. You know, you know, growing up, you didn't even talk about anything about therapy or going to see a shrink or whatever. They didn't call it no therapist. It was shrinked in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They'd be like, man, you seen a therapist? You crazy in a motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? And that was learned behavior. It wasn't necessarily a, a stigma. It just what we believed that black people, we didn't do therapy, even though we were the most twisted people in, in the walking walking around in America. You know, we were. You Needed know, we, we've been, trauma, slavery was traumatizing, <laughs> yeah, man. So that, that came, that's generational curse. So therefore, you know, I got to a point to where, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, My first form of therapy came from a 12-step program. Okay? Because what that does is bring you in... uh, everybody's on the same page and you get their experience strength and hope and what that does is give you a place too to open up and talk and that communication back and forth you end up with a room full of therapists they really not by paperwork therapists but that we what's happening in there is therapeutic yeah. well, was that a forced experience or well, I'm trying to figure out like how what no nah, I walked my black ass in there okay. I was I, yeah I was yeah I needed to do something different yeah, that's, that's yeah I was tired too. man I was tired you were tired okay. but then let me let me say this right quick uh Carla um but also, I was fortunate enough, and God came in and intervened and work, and uh, I now have therapists as my friends. You know, Dr. Tanisha Guy, for one, D Speaks, you know, Renee Greer, you, you know what I'm saying? I have therapists in place to where, you know what I'm saying, I could talk to as a friend. You know, I cannot get neither one of them to be my therapist because that's 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 kind of like a biased situation. They can't give me because it's, there's the, there's love there. So, but by me knowing and by me listening to and communicating with therapists, I found out the value of it and found out that, you know what I'm saying, that they slipped me, slipped the can of oil up under my feet with this information when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It kept me messed up for all my, I could have, I could have done some good. I don't know what I could have done if I would have got therapy earlier on in my life. I don't know. I can't predict that. That ain't me. You know, uh, old school told me one time, he said, everything happens for a reason at the time that it did happen for you, Charles. Because mm-hmm. I always thought, what if I would have got this information when I was 20, right. would I have been? Right. And then he said, you probably wouldn't be able to regurgitate that shit. You know what I'm saying? You probably wouldn't be able to digest that because, you know, you are who you are today and where you are today because that's where God put you and placed you. Yeah. So just live in it. And it's always a breaking point, you know, like that's most important, like when you get to that breaking point it's a self-realization it's a self-actualization for yourself and if you're yet denying that then you're you're going to refuse to seek help you know and i think with us doing this wind down wednesday and we're focused more so on single and establishing and building romantic relationships and the reason they don't last is because of unhealed trauma Eventually, somebody's going to come to their breaking point, and they're going to realize that some help is out there and the resources are out there. But, you know, I think if we make it known, you know, that, hey, we know a few brothers that have sought help therapy-wise, it's nothing to be ashamed of. We got the resources here. You know, let us be a help to you. You know, I'm talking to the men out there who... Mm-hmm. You know, just have reached your breaking point, but the self-actualization, you know, you're still denying it, you know. Um, there are resources out there. One of the biggest part of um, my um, trauma, 
um, came to something that I don't talk about all the time, but the biggest part of it was the molestation. You know, <clears throat> it got, I, I got, it was a long time before I was even in a process that I was willing to expose that, you know, even though it was by two, two, two females, you know what I'm saying? And they were my actually family members. And, um, but, um, I was, I struggled with that because, you know what I'm saying? First of all, I have respect for them because, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to hate them because they did that or whatever. I don't have to, I can't carry that around with me. And, um, cause I forgave them, but I still needed to get that off of me because I was still carrying that around. And not only just the act that happened when it happened and how it affected me, but then how it showed up in other ways of moving on in my life, you know? So I processed all of that, you know? Yeah. Do, do men, do you know that, you know, the men that you speak to, do y'all talk about therapy and whether, whether you have gone to or whether, you, does that conversation come up? Because I know for it comes up for women. Like, oh, my therapist, oh, yeah, therapist, oh, can I? Does that We be recommending therapists to each other and stuff. We be like, right. oh, girl, let me tell you who I can tell you, recommend right. you to. Does that come up in, in male conversation? Um, more or less, um, it's like this. It's, um... Now, to pick and choose, I'm going to go back there. Um, it's in my conversation. So I, 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 I pick and choose, and I choose people who are in my life. I got a choice today. You know what I'm saying? I got a choice to fuck with you or not. You know, the men that I choose in my life, you know what I'm saying, that's the conversations that we have. Because if I'm having that conversation, and I got a partner, and he don't have that conversation, then what are we, we going to talk about, man? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the men that I've chosen in my life are pretty much on the same page that I'm on as far as, you know, um, they have been through some things and, you know, and they, they walking different, you know. See, that's, a, that's, 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 that's the key thing, you know. Uh, we haven't brought that up. Models, you know what I'm saying, what we see, like growing up, you know, parents and different things like that, or even people that are teachers or whatever, you know, even the firemen or policemen that wasn't mean that when we were growing because we had some police that wasn't mean when we were growing up. That was just maybe one or two, but, you know. Um, what you see and how you see them is a great impact on what you carry in life. I brought that up to say this. A pair of funky lips to say anything. So therefore, I, I play close attention to what people say, but I try and match it up with their feet, and that's how I make them. My, that's how I make my choices on yeah. who I, you know, process with and who I it. share with. Very key. We're going to take a little musical break right quick and we'll be right back. Hey, y'all, this is The Throne and don't forget about it. Come on in and have a seat. Sip on something. Chill with us. Hello? I can't do this anymore. You, you have to stop calling me. And no... I can't forgive you. Words alone cannot explain the pain that I feel after what you did to me. It's hard to heal. Was given never been my strong suit, and I can't help that I still want you. Am I crazy for feeling this way? But I'll just keep on moving. With or without you, with or without you, holding all my tears back, chin up, rocking the fake smile. 
Natalie had to go out a little bit. She got family in town, and uh, she's going to greet them. What I wanted to do is, uh, as we come to the end of the show right now, um, what we talked about in um, this childhood trauma and and um, learned behavior coming into love relationships and how what we have been through in the past or growing up affects us today. You know what I'm saying? Like Sunshine bringing up, you know, it didn't get to what she got into modeling where, you know what I'm saying, she had women show her a different side, a different look of the relationship between a woman or two girls or whatever the case may be. So if you can leave them with something today, you know what I'm saying, on their mind that, you know what I'm saying, um, just leave them with something today, something positive in those aspects. And Carla? thought you were going to go with Sunshine. I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'd say... You know, keep it self-aware, you know, keep it self-accountability, continue to work on yourself, continue to do the work, continue to take a look and evaluation of the things that may have traumatized you or affected you as a child that's leading into your adulthood and seek ways to be better, you know, seek ways to um, connect with people and establish relationships and and, and healthy ones at that but you know always just take that self-evaluation and always work to better yourself you know sweet mm-hmm. sunshine um i would say don't be afraid to look at a different perspective of things um just because you grew up a certain way or a certain life has been a certain way for you your entire life does not mean that it cannot be different for someone else or someone else did not have a different type of experience you know everybody experiences literally everything differently everybody takes everything differently so i just want people to learn how to be more open-minded to things around them to their friends to their families to the environment to the world and also learn how to take it for everything for face value i mean if it's a snake it's a snake don't try to turn it into a chicken it would never be a chicken i don't care how you cook it and season it like a chicken you're still eating a snake So take things for face value and always have an open mind and, you know, be open to other perspectives. Everything is not cookie cutter. Mm, I like that. I like that cookie cutter situation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to leave it like this. Um, First of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in all over the world, you know, uh, for listening in on the show today. And I want to thank you and social media for viewing us today. Uh, uh, as we're doing this, you know, I can't be in there getting back at you if you guys had comments or anything like that. So that's, I can't do that and do this show. You know, maybe I can get somebody to help me out or volunteer or something like that. Bring your nephew up here. But if I can leave you with anything today from what we had on the show today and what we talked about is this. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. Nah, that's all right. That's all right. I'm solid. I'm solid. No, you're not. (laughs) 
No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you've been saying that all your life, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not good. If you've been saying that you're good all your life and you have not expressed how you truly feel when somebody say, well, hey, how you doing? And if you haven't said, you know what? I'm glad you asked me that. I'm really kind of anxious today. I'm feeling kind of anxious, you know what I'm saying? I don't like the way it feels, you know? And then, you know, you can have a conversation with somebody, 